Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing a passage from the Book of Awakening by Mark Nepo and an invitation to spiritual development. If you're on our Emotional Badass Patreon, then you have received the list of books that I believe basically helped grow me into an emotional badass. And Mark Nepo's book, The Book of Awakening, is on there. It's certainly one of my favorites. It's a powerful, powerful book. I want to read today from it for you. And I'm reading the passage from September 22nd. Now, this episode is a question. Maybe some of you listen to me to help gain answers. A lot of times the answer is in the questions that we ask ourselves. I want to ask you, will you face sacred moments? And if you weren't focused on something outer, what inner work would benefit from your attention? Mark Nepo says, facing sacred moments The higher goal of spiritual living is not to amass a wealth of information, but to face sacred moments. This is a quote by Abraham Heschel. Mark Nepo says, maybe it's part of being American, this want to build on things instead of facing them. After all, our ancestors believed it their manifest destiny to keep moving on until they ran out of land. But now that there's nowhere left to go, a different sense of exploration that has waited centuries is calling. Instead of building a road to somewhere other than where we are, the life of the spirit requires us to open doors that wait before us and within us. This is what Abraham Heschel calls facing sacred moments. The opening of doors into the life we already have. The effort to build our way elsewhere can be admirable and even heroic, but it often distracts us from inhabiting the life we are given. Certainly, there is nothing wrong with bettering our outer circumstances, 
But these constructions mean nothing if we never face the very pulse of life that waits like a kind mother at the edge of our exhaustion. I love how Mark Nepo puts that, that there is nothing wrong with benefiting our outer circumstances, but these constructions mean nothing if we never face the very pulse of life that waits like a kind mother at the edge of our exhaustion. You hear me talk about inner child work a lot, and that's what we embody in inner child work, a kind mother, a good enough mother, one that holds space for us and allows us to do the deep work of looking at ourselves, of getting to know ourselves, not in such an outer way, but in more of an inner way. Will we face sacred moments? How does this show up for you? Do you pursue achievement external to yourself? What happens if you turn that inward? If you weren't focused on something outer, something external right now, what inner work would benefit? This writing by Mark Nepo might explain to us a lot of the angst, a lot of the anger, a lot of the lashing out, the bitterness, the hatred that we're seeing in the world. In a lot of ways, it seems easier to focus on what's wrong externally instead of to pay attention to sacred moments internally. That's why a lot of the activism that we see seems like anger lashing out, hurt lashing out, bitterness lashing out. Before I share something that's intimate with you, with this audience, or with a client or anyone who shows up in any capacity that I work, the commitment that I've made to myself first and then everyone else is that I want to face these sacred moments within myself. I don't want to miss them. So I thought I'd share with you today three big sacred moments that I know I've faced in my life and also the little sacred moments that I continue to face day in and day out. Two of the biggest sacred moments in my life that I had to face internally was knowing when both of my former marriages were over. And in that knowing, it wasn't comfortable. It wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't where I wanted to be in life. But I knew that if I didn't face the reality of where I was and what I needed and what I needed to change, that I would stunt my own growth, that I would thwart my own forward motion and momentum. There's a deep truth that happens in my belly, like a settling, a calming, when I'm facing a big sacred moment within myself. It's as if my intuition goes, yes, this. And other parts of me know very well that I can avoid that. I can get distracted. That's what a lot of drug use, a lot of addiction, a lot of drinking often is. I read many years ago that one of the reasons we call alcohol spirits is because drinking alcohol takes our spirit away. We wind up having very weird relationships with things external to us when we're avoiding big sacred moments with ourselves. Another big sacred moment when I was willing to risk losing my entire family to speak my truth. 
something in my belly, in my gut, in the core of my being, my intuitive self, something spiritual, something smarter and higher purpose than my conscious human parts held me and encouraged me to face such a big sacred moment. It changed the course of my life and it's how I got here. Another big sacred moment of my life was after being in Houston. It almost felt like a cruel joke that right when my business finally started to hit its stride, that the mountains called me. It changed everything about how I do business, how I relate to clients. And by facing that big, sacred, internal moment of my spirit calling me to make a change, a change that wasn't easy, a change that upset a lot of people, a change that scared me. I found more of myself, more of my voice, more of my passion. What happens in life if we're avoiding these big sacred moments just because they're scary, just because boats are going to rock? We wind up missing these important callings. Little sacred moments in my life happen all the time. I live looking for them. They feel like an invitation to my own spiritual development. In each moment that I might feel a little wave of bodily anxiety, I use this feeling as a cue to stop and put one hand on my heart and one on my belly. Instead of that feeling being a bad thing, an oh no thing, a why is this happening thing, I hate this thing, this thing that I have to fight, it's partnering with myself. It's answering that invitation to spiritual development. It's answering that invitation to remembering that I am a spiritual being as well as a human being. And that I can stop with hand on the heart and hand on the belly and remind myself how much I love my imperfect self. I can let her know, hey, it's okay to feel calm and peaceful and joyful in this body. Gentle reminder. Gentle reminder. I love those little sacred moments. Would you like to relax or fall asleep? while learning about pivotal moments in history? If so, then try my new podcast, Calm History. It's a time machine of tranquility filled with immersive and fascinating stories from history. Prior episodes include The Pilgrims, Marco Polo, Henry Ford, Joan of Arc, Jackie Robinson, Klondike Gold Rush, Ancient Greek Olympics, Easter Island, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Another sacred moment that we get invited to face every single day is that moment when I choose to meditate or not. I want to say yes when something in me whispers, ah, oh, now would be a good time to meditate. I want to take that invitation and not reject that invitation. 
That is a little sacred moment that nurtures my life, that shows my inner parts, that I don't just say the words I love myself. I'm willing to sit in the action of loving myself. A current little sacred moment that keeps inviting itself is that a little scared part of me from the past will reach up inside me and whisper, are you really going to marry Chris? Are you really going to get married for a third time? That hasn't gone so well. Are you really going to do that again? And that fear is an invitation to meet myself where I am today. Not where I was five years ago. Not where I was 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. That is an invitation where I get to ground myself and remind myself of who I am now. And I'm someone who has healed my people picker. And I remind my inner parts that can get a little scared that I've picked an excellent match and that excellent match has picked me. And then I feel my body, my mind, my anxiety that can be physical or mental subside because I'm answering the door to these invitations instead of hearing the knock and using my energy to convince myself that what's on the other side of that door might be too intimate, too vulnerable, too scary, too real. And that's when we go into our vices as human beings. That's when we grab a cigarette. That's when we grab another donut. That's when we grab our drug of choice or open another bottle of wine. Will you face your sacred moments? If you weren't focused on something outer, what inner work would benefit from that attention? When we live prioritizing what we really believe in, we live prioritizing what we really believe in. And it up-levels our life. It up-levels our mood. It up-levels the self-care, the self-worth, and the self-love that we've been trying to cultivate for a lifetime. I hope there's something in this episode that helps you sit with yourself, that helps you add to your self-care in a way that is responsible, reliable, real, and truthful. I hope something about this episode helps you put down something that maybe felt like a really good distraction. We're deep people as a highly sensitive tribe. It makes sense that we benefit from getting to know ourselves deeply. I want to thank all of the listeners that are out there being the change in the world. When you do that for yourself, you are influencing everyone around you by giving permission to change just by being who you are and moving through the world. I want to thank those of you who have done the work and gone the extra steps, not just to listen, but to support other people finding the show by getting on iTunes, working that funky iTunes algorithm that helps other people find the show. I want to thank Lopez, 88 a, this person says that the show keeps them in the space always, and they're meaning the gratitude and mindful state space. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for writing a review. 
I want to thank Sparkle Mills. Nice name. This person says, I've listened to this podcast every week and have not been able to adequately express how much Nikki's advice and guidance have meant to me. There I go, you guys. I felt compelled to write this review after listening to this week's episode about covert narcissists for the third time. This episode truly hits home and provided answers to questions I didn't even know I had. This podcast is a necessary component of my healing journey. Thank you. I want to thank Vicki D. She's thanking me for the podcast. She said she's never felt so understood in her life. And she can't describe the feeling of knowing that there are more of us out there. Yes, you are not alone. I want to thank Renee. This person says in our hectic modern world, it is tough to see a healer in person. But Nikki is a screen away hitting the emotional issues we deal with. My fun and comforting voice helps on the journey. She said to bless me. Thank you, Renee. I want to thank Sarani Mel. Just a big thank you. And I'll read one more. Thank you, Taz Goff, 85. Oh, we got a firecracker, you guys. It says, I love you, my fellow coon ass. (laughs) But seriously, if you're from Louisiana, it is a term of endearment to be called a coon ass. It's kind of like what we call um, country swamp people. And it is a term of endearment. We're weird that way in Louisiana. And this person says, the one thing that hits home is the who do you think you are? And this person remembers being a child, feeling the vibe of that and trying to figure it out. Really seriously, thank you guys for taking your time to write this stuff out. It really does help people find us and they get to find this information and grow in the ways that resonate with them and feel unalone and uncrazy for their sensitivity. I want to thank those of you who have gotten on Patreon. We've had another blow it out of the park month. We are getting closer and closer to hitting that second goal. Light and love and strength to you on this journey. You are strong enough to face the sacred moments and it benefits. I hope that I'm a living, breathing example of that in your life. And I hope you grow into being that example for your own life. We are stronger. We are not delicate as highly sensitive people. Don't fall into the trap of believing that. Human beings can take a lot and we are very, very strong even when we don't feel it. Light and love and I wish you all the healing. Remember, I'm an emotional badass. You're an emotional badass. And together, we are where Moxie meets mindful. Light and love. Bye-bye. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, 
and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com.